Phoenix Suns basketball is back. Happy Tuesday on today's episode of Locked on Suns. We'll break down the latest injury news heading into Suns Warriors in downtown San Francisco. And then our full predictions for everything you could possibly want to know about the 2023-2024 Phoenix Suns. Let's go. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen here on regular season game night number one. Hit follow or subscribe if you have not already. We'll be here Monday through Friday from now through the rest of the season here for you. Become an everyday or get locked onto the Suns right along with me five days a week all year. Brandon Duenas is here after uh, being questionable and then deemed out on Monday's show with uh, lingering sore throat but for a good cause the Arizona Diamondbacks uh gave you the win Brandon and then they also gave us another one on Monday got my hat we're recording right as that wrapped up so he is a writer at Bright Side of the Sun and normally on Mondays here but we will be doing full predictions here on this Tuesday edition of the show first let's just dive into the injuries uh, and before that, want to let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA to get $20 off your first purchase. We'll circle back on them later on. Bradley Beal, Brandon, is questionable with a back, lingering back injury that forced him out of the last preseason game, and he seemed to re-aggravate it about a week ago. Booker, also questionable with the toe injury, and then this one more of a formality, Draymond Green from the Warriors side, officially out with the ankle injury, we have known that for a while. So my read on it, you can just give your quick thoughts too, is Beal is probably the most likely to miss between himself and Booker because the back thing seems to actually have been like kind of real injury, whereas Booker, it seems more like maybe a pain thing. I, I would expect Booker to play, whereas Beal might be more 50-50. Yeah, and and as uh, Brendan already mentioned, I'm also questionable uh, with I, I'm battling a little bit of a cold and uh, lost voice from the Dvax game combo. So I'll, I'll power through this one. But yeah, it's definitely not a great sign to start your season with uh, your two of your best players on the injury report. Um, obviously, they're going to play things pretty cautious. I think with any time they sh- it's it's early in the season, like you don't want to get uh, you you want to think far ahead. You don't want to get too short sighted and, and try to rush people through things that. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not a big deal if, if they miss a game or two. Um, but, you know, the, the overreaction takes are going to happen on that, that first game of the season. And, and obviously, uh, you know, hopefully one of the two can go. And I think I agree with you that Booker is probably a little bit more likely uh, given the, the injuries. But um, it's, it's going to be tough to keep both of them out. I think just with their personalities, like they want to be out there. Just tell them if you can deal with the pain and you're not going to re-injure anything and the training staff mm-hmm. gives you the green light. You can sit out the Victor Wembanyama games next week once uh, 
everything has come to pass. Make it through the two big ones to start the season. Make it through the home opener, and then you can sit against the Spurs. That's what I would uh, be telling them. I broke down the game. Uh, just some things to watch for both Lakers and Warriors um, on the Monday show, Brandon. But in the spirit of diving into the predictions here, the Phoenix Suns have actually moved. They were favorites. Now they are one-point underdogs, basically a pick em against the Warriors on the FanDuel Sportsbook. What is your pick? Do the Suns pull this one out and avenge Kevin Durant's sort of homecoming game, or do the Warriors steal one? Well, it, for me, it just depends on those two guys, right? Like, if, if they're playing, I think I would pretty easily put put the house on the Suns to win. I'd, I'd probably even do an alternate spread, you know, bump it up a few points and say the Suns can cover five and a half pretty easily. Uh, but if if it's something where one of the two are missing or both are missing, then that's that's a different story. And, you know, the Warriors uh, would probably be the favorites in that case. But it, it should be a great game, honestly, even with Draymond out. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Absolutely. All right, so here's the lay of the land for today's show. We are going to predict a bunch of things. We will close the show with how far the Suns will go. What is their playoff postseason ultimate destiny this year? We will answer a bunch of questions that are a little bit more qualitative instead of quantitative, you could say, in the second segment. But let's start with the plain and simple, what is the Suns' record this year? Their over-under is 51.5. We've talked over that quite a bit. But just pick a number. What will the Suns' record be this season, Brandon? 53 is my my uh, win total that I'm, I've kind of stuck with. Uh, I think okay. I would go higher. I think they have the ceiling to go higher, but as we've already seen with injury report, that's going to be something we'll have to monitor. How much are they going to care about the regular season, all, all those things. And, and honestly, the West is deeper than a lot of people probably think. Like even some of these like quote-unquote bad teams, like they could, they're going to steal some games against the, the top-tier teams like every now and then. So – uh, it's it's going to be a little bit of a gauntlet. So I think I factor all those things in. 53 is where I'm at. So I've gone under on this show and on the Just Basketball Show predictions. So I'm going to stick with that. I have made the case in both of those places. Also, though, that I think there's more outcomes where the Suns hit the over than the under. I just think the mo more realistic outcome is still that they go the under for some of the reasons you said in terms of I don't think that they necessarily care about getting 58 wins or something. But I also don't think that the conference is going to allow for it, somewhat to your point. But I also just I, I, I think the West will be clustered again. I think Denver will go over their win total. I think they will be the one seed again, not to jump the gun on that, but we'll do that next. Uh, I'll tell you where I think the Suns will be, but I do think Denver will be one. I think the Warriors and Lakers are going to be a pretty clear three and four, which the West just didn't have last year. You know, the Kings got the three seed, the Grizzlies were up there, and then it was more like four through six, four through ten was where things were, were really clustered together. I think this year it'll be a very clear top two, a very clear three and four, and then from that point on, a little bit more uncertain. So that's why I think the Suns hit the under. Let's go to seed. Where do they finish in the Western Conference? I just gave a little bit of a hint, so I'll start us off. I think they'll be the two seed in the West. I think that they're the second best team. I think they do have enough juice in the regular season. I think I didn't actually say my win total. 51 is what I, I uh, was getting at with all that rambling. Um, and so I think they'll be, you know, Denver maybe mid-50s, the Suns at 51, 
and I think, you know, again, the Warriors and Lakers right behind that, but as long as the Suns stay relatively healthy, even if they do have some surprise injury reports and some some weird nights, I just think that they have the talent and the depth and the star power to, to power through the regular season and still be a 50-plus win team and, and get that two seed. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to go a little, little crazy here and say uh, Denver and Phoenix both finished with exactly 53 wins, and it's going to come down to tiebreakers. That's, I think they're kind of right in the same tier. They're probably going to care about the regular season just about the same. Uh, Denver's obviously got some some depth issues they're going to have to work out. I think they drafted pretty well, though, again, and we'll see some of their young guys step up. But um, I, I really do think it's going to be – these two teams are going to finish neck and neck, and just due to, like, how, you know, competitive the West is top to bottom, I think they're, they're capped a little bit lower than uh, what – you know, that it doesn't give you a direct reflection of how good these teams actually are. Because I think both these teams, if they really wanted to, could get around that, hover around that 60 win mark. But um, just given the landscape of the league and just the, uh, you know, just looking at these two teams now, I think they're, they're going to be somewhere in that 50 to 55 range. And so, yeah, we'll see what the tiebreakers look like. I think that's one of the things that is sort of hidden within the fact that we both kind of see those two teams neck and neck is the Nuggets last season because of the Morant suspension, because they beat uh, Memphis in one of the like late February, early March games that they had against one another. The Nuggets just coasted the rest of the year, and that was part of why there was a little bit of uncertainty around them heading into the postseason. I don't think that the Nuggets will have that luxury this year. I think not only the Suns, but again, the Lakers and Warriors will push them a lot more than Memphis or Sacramento did last year. So it should be a more competitive race in the standings all season long, and it should uh, it should force Denver to get a little more uncomfortable and actually play their guys and not just be you know rested and healthy and ready to go by April uh, and have that advantage on top of just probably being the most polished team. All right, next segment, All-Stars, where the Suns finish offense and defense, trades, Looking all the way to the playoffs, a whole bunch of rapid-fire questions we'll dive into next. First, today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and of course, the NFL and NBA. And you could snap into action all NFL season long with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers who do that get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. We already talked about the Suns being now one-point underdogs, basically a pick against the Golden State Warriors on the road Tuesday night when you're listening to this show. The Cardinals are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs at home on Sunday, but if Kyler were to play, I mean, maybe that line moves. You can get in on it now and uh, take advantage of the bigger spread Either way, the app is easy to use. Wide range of betting options. Those two I just listed and tons of spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more beyond that. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to celebrate the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we are keeping it rolling here. Let's start with question number one, Brandon. How many All-Stars do the Suns have this season? I'm going to go three. 
I think all three of them make it. They're going to get off to a hot start, and that's going to play a big part. He's like the early season narratives kind of drive those discussions early on. So uh, if the Suns are starting off hot, the big three looks good and hopefully healthy, uh, which we're not off to a great start uh, on that yet. But we'll, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think all three of them will make it. And, and if not, they're pretty much a lock for two at this point, just health permitted. So uh, I'll, I'll be optimistic here and go with three. It's always funny to go back and look at even last year's All-Stars. At any given, the start of the next season, you look back to the fe- previous February, and to your point, because the stuff gets picked even before the game, obviously, you're really looking back almost a year a lot of the time, and it's crazy. Like, John Morant made the team. Lowry Markinen made the team. Does he benefit as much from the newness of his breakout this year? I think the, bar, the kind of bar is a little higher for him. Kyrie Irving. Had a great year in Brooklyn, obviously less so in Dallas. Does he keep that rolling? Um, and then obviously the injury replacements and everything else. Guys have changed conferences like Damian Lillard. So it's pretty much a crapshoot as far as outside the the top of the top. You know, we expect Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Steph, those guys are are going to be right there. But, but behind them, it's, it's pretty much new, almost top to bottom every year. So I'll go three as well. I do think the more that we've watched this team and heard quotes from these guys and everything else, I think Beal's level of sacrifice is maybe less so than I expected. I think that they want him to be engaged and aggressive, and I think that's going to contribute to him uh, making the all-star team as well. And I think the other two guys are basically shoe-ins. I mean, I would say injuries permitting, but we've seen Durant make this team hurt because the fan vote gets him there. So I think that'll continue. All right, where do the Suns uh, finish? No Watanabe, love. I think I think his. his uh, uh, I mean, maybe you never know. Yeah, well, like I don't know how uh, Bosnia is feeling about you know getting online, but maybe Yusuf Nurkic gets in there too. We'll see. Um, all right, offense. In terms of offensive rating, one through thirty, where do the Suns land? Go on three. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go higher because, like I said, I think this will be one of the most dynamic offenses at full strength and. I think certain lineups will be by far the the number one in, in certain you know five man lineups, but the three is my number is just as a whole. Do you know that? Do you have two specific teams ahead of them in your head, or are you just saying it averages out to three? I'm just throwing out three right now. I think it's going to be somewhere in the top five. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give them the top spot though, just because I think it's uh, just a matter of the the different lineups they're going to throw out there and and all that good stuff and. Just going to going back to like the how much are they gonna care type of thing uh with this team. Otherwise, like I, I really do think they have the best offense in the league. Uh, but offensive range doesn't always reflect that, as we've seen in the past. So yeah, uh, I think Denver is probably the, the one team I'd think will probably click the most and, and have that chemistry. So I'd probably put them in front and then maybe Milwaukee as well. Yeah, I like Boston a lot too in terms of a regular season offense, just yeah, with how many threes point. they take and the star power and everything else. So I'll go two. I'll just I'll I'll do one higher than you. I don't think the Kings necessarily stay up there. I think some of the De'Aaron Fox stuff was fluky. I think teams will start to figure out their half court offense like we saw in the playoffs. So that takes a team out. I don't think Dallas quite has the talent. I think they're okay with that. I think they want to be a more balanced team this year. But between Denver, Milwaukee, Boston. Uh, especially Boston and Denver, I would say. Uh, somebody will will pass up the Suns. 
How far will the Suns make it in the in-season tournament? This is kind of a random one, but I want to throw it in there because I haven't talked about it at all, and it's going to start really quickly here, and that's, I think, the part that even I got surprised by. It's the first Friday, uh, well, the second Friday of the season, the first Friday of the full week of the season. These games start, Brandon, on Friday, November 3rd, and the Suns group, as a reminder to everybody before each of us answer this, is Suns, Grizzlies, Lakers, Jazz, and Blazers. And the uh, top two teams from each group, I believe, make it through. Um, No, sorry. The team with the best standing in group play games in each of the six groups, and then one wildcard team from each conference. That's what it is. The conference wildcard is that that kind of final um, fourth slot from each conference. Can the Suns beat out the Lakers, Grizzlies, Jazz, and Blazers, be one of those knockout teams? Do they care about winning this thing? Are they going to win the whole thing? What do you think? I think it's a favorable group. Uh, I, I like how they match up with the Lakers. Like That's the only team that looks like a threat, especially with Jaw out early. Um, I, I think that on the surface, like I want to say, no, they won't care. But then you think about the guys on this team, they like they, they definitely care. So I think that's uh, when it comes to like Booker and Durant, like they're they're going to be in these games and and trying to win. They already try to win any regular season game they're in uh, that gets heated. So um, I don't see why with a little more on the line that they want to just try a little bit harder. So I, I could definitely see them coming out of the group, um, or maybe they just don't care at all and Vogel just you know rest the guys and and they just say you know we we don't care it's regular season. But there, there's there's two extremes that I think w- that could go either way. I believe the Suns' first in-season tournament group game won't be until Friday, November 10th, which is a game at home against the Lakers, 8 o'clock local tip on ESPN. That should be great regardless, but that'll be the first one here. Um, And so we'll see. I think they do match up well. I think that it could just be one of those things, you know, sometimes it'll be certain teams taking it really seriously. Other times it'll just be the best teams winning it. You know, it's not always... Mm -hmm that complicated so I give them a pretty good shot I do think if they were to make the knockout round stuff in Vegas I'm not sure if that would be like of the utmost importance to them but we will kind of cross that bridge when we come to it all right who starts game one of the playoffs for the Suns now I'm assuming we both have Booker Beal and Durant so it's the other two slots beyond that that we're talking about here and this is looking really deep into the crystal ball because the roster could look different as we're about to get to but just off the cuff what do you feel like is the starting lineup game one of the first round against like the Minnesota Timberwolves or whoever the Suns end up playing, presuming they do get where we thought they're going to get in the standings? Yeah, that's, that's a tricky part, right? Is who they're playing. Like, I think that's really, that, sure, I'm not sure. going to, that won't be my answer because that's a cop-out answer, but I think that would definitely change things. But I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, for now, just the safe bet, Nurkic and Nikogi. I think those are the two guys that, that make the most sense and and a lot of settings to start. Uh, Closing is different though. I think there's, there's a lot of options that can go there, but but yeah, I'll I'll roll with the Kogi and and Nurkic for now. It's a little bit of a cop out too, but I'll, I'll let you do it. It's fine. We don't know. It's a big guess. I mean, I'll just say, I, I think Nurkic is things would have to go pretty badly for him to not like at least be playing on this team come playoff time because he does fill a role. No one else does with his size. So I'm assuming he'll still be in the starting lineup. How much he plays, does he close? All that stuff, different questions. So I'll, I'll keep with him. 
I'll say Nasir Little as the the fifth guy. I I'll, I'm pivoting off of Kade Bates Diop. I'm I'm throwing him in the trash for right now. He's disappointed me. Seems like a great guy. Would love to interview him, but you know uh, I'll just play it up for content purposes. I, I it could be him. I just think Nasir Little. Look, he's he's the guy right now that seems to be the most confident, comfortable and trusted in that role. I think they will need size and athleticism a little more than Akogi provides them, mostly the size part, uh, by playoff time. And I think that they're hoping somebody uh, between the younger forwards really breaks out this year, and uh, I'll bet on it being little. On this note, do the Suns add another center over the course of the season? Yes, and I'll just go crazier. Dwight Howard, Frank Vogel connection, he's a free agent. They needed someone that could just protect the rim. Uh, I think Bull Bull might like wear his, his time out here pretty quick. And as much as I love the guy, like I think I think they're going to need uh, some some real rim protection. So I'm just going to go out here and just throw something crazy out here. Dwight Howard will, will uh, join the Suns at some point. I love it. I would say yes. Also, I don't know if it's buyout. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's just some guy who's already a free agent like Dwight or you know. Biombo or Hernan Gomez, we'll see. But I would agree that they probably add another one. Over or under one and a half trades this season? Oh, I'm uh, getting blurry there. Um, the Suns have obviously two trade exceptions between Campaign and Dario Saric. They have some salaries with Little and Grayson Allen now that they could try to flip if they want. Nurkic, obviously, as well. Could stack some minimum players. What does it feel like to you? Is that line too high? Should it be over or under a half a trade? What do you think? No, I think it's a perfect line. I'm going to go under. Um, I think they will make one trade. I, it's tough to see them making two unless they, unless like an injury happens or like a very specific need pops up and they're scrambling a little bit. But just based off the roster construct now, I think uh, it's pretty likely that they'll make at least one move. Um Tough to see him make it more than than that, especially the in situation resolved. But at the same time, like this could have been something that Jones and, and Ishbia have been setting up uh, to acquire Nurkic's contract and 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 flip him. So there there could be some other stuff at play that you know maybe maybe like one one and a half would be a better line if if you're looking at or two and a half would be a better line if if Ishbia has anything to, to do with it. So who knows. That's where I was going to go with it. I'm just going to bet on the Matt Ishbia chaos factor. I'm going to bet on the impatience of a, of a new owner. I mean, he is every time we've wondered if he was going to do X, Y, or Z, the answer has ended up being yes. And so I just think come hell or high water, they're going to find a move to make. It seems like if, if things are not perfect and based on how we just talked about the season going, I think you and I both think they're capable of winning a championship I don't think they're going to go into the playoffs as a clear favorite. And if that's not the case, then it seems like Matt Ishbia is the type of guy who will say, what can we do to get 5% closer to being the favorite to win the championship and and continue to, to wheel and deal uh, on his way there? All right. Yeah. Ishbia strikes me as a guy that even if they are doing well and in first place, like he's still going to be looking for things to get better. And I don't think he'll be complacent no matter what. So if they're not doing, if they're not living up to expectations, like then just amplify that by like 20. So I think he'll be aggressive for sure. So that's, that's probably, I think you might've just talked me into going over, even though my answer is under initially. They're going to sign like 
they're going to cycle through two-way guys. They're, like Saban Lee, we're going to forget who that even was by April because they'll be on like their fourth guy in that slot because they can just keep turning them over. It's just something to do personnel-wise for, uh, you know, it's like the people who have like a stress ball or like chew gum all the time. Like it just feels like he cannot keep himself still. And for him, that means making NBA trades. For the rest of us, it's like the gum stuff. For him, it's, you know, huge million-dollar transactions um all right let's get to awards and then the moment everybody's been waiting for will the suns win a championship how far will they go in the nba playoffs the really big questions next first today's show brought to you by the game time app the best way to buy tickets for any event you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets and game time is the fast and easy way to buy them with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Nearly pulled the trigger on Game Six tickets uh, or Game Five tickets here at Chase Field. Uh, couldn't quite find a price, and I didn't have anyone to go with. But great deals and tons of options. Frankly, like more than I would have thought. You know, Game Time is really growing. That's the other thing about these ticketing apps: is you hear about a new one, and you're always like, "Is there even anybody actually selling on there, or am I just going to be, you know, looking at one or two? But no. In addition to all their price guarantees and the view from the seat, which I love, you I mean, I've been to Chase Field a hundred times, but a lot of other places, you try to you need to know what you're gonna see. Is there gonna be a pillar in front of me? Am I gonna be, you know, squinting the whole time? Plus, again, tons and tons of options, most importantly. Concerts, comedy, theater, in addition to sporting events, all available on game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download their app, create an account, and use the code locked on NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem the code locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D O N NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's close it out. Quickly, awards, Brandon. Um, who do you think wins the NBA MVP and how likely do you think it is a, that it is a Suns player? I'm going to go Shea Gilgis-Alexander wins it just because of how high I'm on the Thunder. I think they're going to sneak in. Like earlier you said, the Warriors were your four seed in the West. I think the OKC will, will challenge them for that. And the, it's all narrative-based, and I think he's going to be the lead guy on that team. So I'll go with Shea. I think it's uh, the Suns definitely could have someone win, but Book and KD going at each other kind of takes away from from their votes, like, like we've seen with uh, Booker and Paul in that 64-win season. So – if Book's not going to win it in a 64-win season, like it, to me, it seems like it's going to be very, very much an uphill battle uh, for him to pull it off here. So, and I don't think they really care about that. So we'll see. If the season hype video in which Booker very clearly listed off his one and only goal this season of winning a championship with a signature little Devin Booker smirk uh, did not tell you enough, then yeah, I think. I'll tell you now, as Brandon just did, I, I don't think MVP is going to be a focus. I don't expect either guy to win it, although I do think the Suns will be good enough that I could easily see one or both of them getting votes. And so it could yeah. be a little similar to the first two Chris Paul seasons where the first year Chris got votes, the second year Book got votes, and they were in the conversation, so to speak, but never really going to win it. I think the NBA MVP will be Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think the narrative, to your point, he is a back-to-back winner previously but that was a long time ago and now the extension is in place which we just saw before we hit record and 
He has to do more on defense. There's less depth. Kind of that evolutionary stuff for star players where more falls on their shoulders and they get to kind of reprove it to us. So I think he feels like a, a solid option. He was right there last year until the very end. I thought he could have won it. So he's as good as ever, especially if he can score a little more this year too. That would help. Uh, all right. So do you think the Suns will be in any other awards discussions this season? Do you think that they might win any of the other NBA level awards um, by the end of the season? I, I don't, honestly. I think there there could be some six-man noise with, with some of their guys uh, just due to the fact that they have a couple guys I think that could potentially win it, just like in, mm-hmm. in Gordon and Allen. Um, but it's, it's even that is kind of a tall task. Like they, I, I think they'll be the best three point shooting team in the league, or if not one of the best uh, at the, near the top, but uh, just get Utah in the three point contest. Like that's, that's all I need. Yeah. seems like uh, Joe Missoula is already like cooking the books on the six man award race. He's like, we got it last year with Malcolm. We're bringing Drew off the bench. It doesn't make all the sense in the world for our basketball team, but we just want to get him some silverware because we're, you know, making him sacrifice. And it seems like that one, if Drew does actually come off the bench for that team, that award feels like it's already just give it to him. Um, I don't think the Suns will win any of the player ones. I do think Vogel and James Jones are going to be in consideration for coach and executive of the year, especially Jones between the Beal trade. It's a little hard to give him all the credit for, but we did just see the quotes today about him wanting to go to Miami initially. So the Suns did kind of have to, make the case to him to have Phoenix be his plan B nails the minimum deals. And then if, if the eight and trade works out, if the whatever moves they make in season pay off, I could see Jones getting that. And then Vogel too. Um, we, we've seen him do this before. It's not like he's going to kind of surprise people. He's an accomplished coach already, but we tend to see the guy who, is seen as doing the most, whether that's making a team way better or dealing with, you know, extenuating circumstances and adversity, that type of stuff tends to win out. And Vogel could be that guy. Um, I kind of think Missoula might win that one too, to be honest with you, if things pay off, cause he was so crapped on all last year, but we'll see. Uh, all right. We talked about MVP enough, I think. So the only Suns award that I want to talk about is six man. Who do you think is, like the Suns' best bench player, kind of their best candidate to win six man. Maybe the guy, if if we're talking about the Suns having maybe a finalist, one of the three top guys for the award uh, voting, who would that be, do you think? Who does it end up being over the course of the season? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one for me between Gordon and Allen, but I, I'm going to give Allen the edge just for a few reasons. Uh, number one, he's trying to get a big payday. Uh, he's entering free agency this offseason, so he's, he's going to want to... He's going to get, first off, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. I think not only just do like out of need, but in terms of like injuries and things that will pop up throughout the course of the year. So I think he's going to have the opportunity. Uh, he's, he's entering his prime years for like that, for an NBA player. And he's playing for a contract. So I think when you put those things together, especially with the stage the Suns will be on with, you know, the spotlight shining on them, like almost every week on national TV, like I think he's going to have a real chance to, like, like I said earlier, I don't think he's going to win the award, but I think uh, they, they'll have a representative getting some votes. And to me, it's Grayson Allen. Just to stay consistent, because I did talk about this a little bit yesterday, I will still say Eric Gordon 
I think that if they're going to play small, you want the bigger small guy. And I just think Gordon is a little more physical, a little bit more capable of guarding up. So I'll go with him. Um, but there's a lot of good options. I mean, Nasir Little might be, as I said, like maybe he is a starter by the end of the season. Maybe Bates Diop is a starter, but a lot of the games over the regular season, those guys will be coming off the bench. If they pop, you know, they could be the guys. So yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting too. one. I think he's he could really carve out a huge role. And especially with Nurkic's foul trouble. And I think he's going to get a, a chance to uh, close out some games for sure. So he's, he's another guy to watch. Absolutely. So that's everything else we wanted to talk about. Now it is time. We both have the Suns in the low 50s win-wise. We both have them as potentially, you know, you said they're tied with Denver. We're not going to calculate out the tiebreakers on the podcast. I don't think anyone wants us to do that, but they're not the best team far and away. Absolute no-brainer favorite, and you and I are on the same page on that. What happens to them in the playoffs? Is this the year the Suns finally get their championship? and answer all of our hopes and dreams or do they fall to one of these other great west teams what do you think it's our year 2023 is is the sun's year i'll I'll just go out and say it i've never i think earlier like this summer i I made that same prediction and i said that was the first time i've ever said that out loud about the phoenix suns and this is the second time so uh I, i really do think this team has what it takes it's just to win a championship, though, a lot of luck is involved. It has to be the perfect storm of health and uh, peaking at the right time. They have, they definitely have the talent. So to me, now it's just uh, going out there and taking it. Well, I was going to say they should have won it in their 25th season. I don't think I can really say that. 93, you know, it's Michael Jordan. But whole numbers, nice anniversaries do work here, you know. So... 25, uh, 40, in my opinion, was, uh, well, it was going on 40 with the 07 team. I think that's technically 39 years. And then now this will be 55. So maybe that, maybe there's something to that. I, I just, I'm willing to be proven wrong. Obviously, the Suns made a bet that how they look right now is not going to be how they look in April. I get that. It makes it hard to make a prediction for a team like this, but also a lot of teams around the NBA. And that's honestly what ends up leading me to Denver is I just think, yes, there's bench questions, but you know, Nuggets people have been pointing out all summer that team sucked on the bench last year. So even if they're young and inconsistent on, on the reserve side this season, that's not going to actually be that different from last year. Their best thing is their starting lineup and their chemistry and all that stuff that didn't change for them. And so I think it'll be a, a whole bunch of teams trying to figure themselves out. I think the Suns will be an incredibly good team. I think that they will push Denver. I think that they will get to the conference finals because they will have a higher seed than they ended up with last year, so they won't have to do it in the in the second round. But I think it's going to be one of those where it is a six or seven game thing in the conference finals. And unless they just exceed my wildest expectations, which I admit is possible, I just think I just think this isn't they're not ready to overcome the Nuggets yet. Um, and it might be another one of those situations where you lose to the same team back-to-back years. It'll it'll make us feel like those seven seconds or less squads where it's like this team again, you know? But um, that's, I can't lie. That's where I'm at right now. I, I respect it. I mean, you're going to get a lot of hate for that, but 
but really it's it's a reality. I mean, the Suns still have defensive questions. We have health questions. There's Jokic who no one can guard, and now it's gonna his life will be a little bit easier, I think, against the Suns defense, even though uh, my only pushback on that thing is I, I don't think Denver got better in this offseason, and I think there's other teams that uh, remains to be seen if they'll there's, – there's no guarantees, but I think that there's teams that went out and got better, made upgrades to to push them. So I think that's that's where uh, – that's why I'm excited. I think it'll be a slugfest either way uh, in both conferences. Like, I just signed me up for a Phoenix-Denver-Boston-Milwaukee conference final battle, like just – I think that'd be awesome. Uh, and just go from there. there. There's no guarantees, though, of course. And uh, looking forward to it, though. I will say, um, yeah, maybe I'll get crushed. Uh, but look, every you know, how many local podcasts do you really need that just get on at the beginning of every year and you know, multiply like the actual chances of something happening by two just to like fluff everybody up? Come on, like this is uh, this is what it is. I believe that you genuinely believe it, but I'm also gonna you know. I'm going to be honest. So, uh, but what I will say to close us out here, I am very confident that Bradley Beal is better than Landry Shamit. So if that's what it comes down to, um, salute to Bill Simmons. I think, I think that, that one ingredient, the Suns did improve. And look, that does make the Nuggets series all the more interesting because you can feel like that team is a juggernaut. And then you can remember that that game two was very down to the wire until Chris Paul got hurt and they beat him twice. So it's like, you know, that series could easily have gone to seven and then what happened? Well, you know, you never know what happened. So we'll see, but that will wrap us up. Hopefully you enjoyed the predictions. Hopefully you're excited for Suns basketball. I believe the schedule the rest of the week will be recap of Suns Warriors crossover with locked on Lakers guys. And then a recap of the Lakers game on Thursday night with Aaron Edwards. So hit subscribe, hit follow, become an everydayer this week and beyond. You can read Brandon at Bright Side of the Sun and all their great work over there all season as well. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.